This podcast edition of Other Side of Texas is brought to you by our friends at Flint Boot and Hat, a West Texas original. You want a great hat or you want to make your boots great again, go see them at 3035 34th Street or Flint and 34th Street in Lubbock or see more at flinthat.com. It was freezing cold in Dallas when I made my getaway. I ran a cold front when I gave my truck the rent. Barreling down I-35 with one thought on my mind. Forget the race, find an open space. Be hey there, howdy. Thank you for tuning in to what is evidently becoming one of the fastest growing talk shows in all of Texas. I say that with a big grin on my face. I'm just a simple simple boy from Hale County, but I'm glad that you are with us, and thank you for telling friends that you hang out on the other side of Texas. Jay West Texas Leeson here as we roll along broadcasting from the Racer Car Wash Studios. Racer Car Wash voted Lubbock's best wash for five years running. Stop into one of five convenient locations across Hub City for the best wash around, guaranteed. My kids are drawing pictures in the dust on the tundra. It's time to go jump into the VIP line. Racerwash.com. Be a part of the program. You can be via text today as we roll along. 806-745-5800. Uh, It's 806-745-5800. A couple of texts already coming through. Cannot distract me. I have to set firm the program as we get ready. Listen, uh, today we're going to have about 540, or maybe before, Josh Stevens. He is the mayor of La Mesa, Texas. Talk about the fallout of Rager Dykes in that rural community and and what it's meant and what that's been like in a proud small town and what the road looks like going forward as we go forward there lamisa floyd ada many rural want to hear from those folks as we go along and also uh, we may or may not get you some braddock because it's on me braddock and i scott braddock quorum report editor we pre-recorded today i uploaded it and uh, uploaded it under the wrong thing which was some (laughs) which yeah it it was bart rager apparently allegedly bart rager audio so what i don't have is uh, braddock but what i need uh, is Braddock, and what I don't have is Braddock, but that might work out better for you listeners. Maybe we can get into some of that audio, and I'll explain to you why it's this. There are hours that we've reviewed, and there are a couple of things that we think are pertinent to the case as we get into, you know, we we have our we have our um Rager Gate stuff, and then we've got our Regent Gate stuff. And I think that it's it's worth playing beyond being gratuitous. I try not to be gratuitous here in my time with you, but uh, it does matter. So maybe some Rager's, Rager Gate stuff coming up. Uh, but first, I want to go ahead and break for you some news that we have here. And yeah, it's not big news. But I think in the grand scheme of things, it really draws out what's going on with Riggergate and Regent Gate. And it is this. I'm told by a very reliable source that the, uh, the Greg Abbott campaign, you all know this, returned George McMahon, Lubbock developer George McMahon's $10,000 check because McMahon dared say that uh, that to be on the Board of Regents is pay to play. you got to give a lot of money. Governor blamed it on, it seemingly blamed it on his legal 
and said, you know, we review each one of these. It's protocol to review each donor in return if deemed necessary. Well, here's the deal. In the events of last week and the fundraiser in which these things were happening, the governor also got two other checks, I'm told. One from Bart Rager, the other from Rick Dykes, and to our knowledge, those checks have not yet been returned. So, if that gives you a good grin, I hope, because these issues are so serious and it's so easy just to get into the weeds with all of these things. But, uh, yeah, the governor apparently, you know, you criticize the governor. Okay, um, you, you undergo the allegations that these two gentlemen are under. No, the governor will, will sti- uh, still keep your money. Which to me just speaks to, if I may riff for just a moment, the Lubbock acumen of Austin. Uh, the West Texas, not even Lubbock, just West Texas, even up into the panhandle, knowledge of what's going on, and knowledge not just in current events, but in policy, and why particular things are very important to us. I was in, I was in Colorado. I'll just cite this as an example. I was in Colorado, and we were driving up and through the mountains, and we stopped because... My uh, world-famous realtor wife is trying to close a deal, but we had to stop near the top of the mountain so she could get reception. Well, there's a couple of elderly people out, and they're from Amarillo. And I said, oh, I do political talk, and I do, I write columns and, and, and participate in politics, and I know the panhandle really well and you guys have a great delegation up there between four price and john smithy and kel seliger pound for pound probably the best delegation in the state to which the woman looked at her husband and then back at me and said well we're okay with kel because he's for public education now what i took that to mean was they were really conservative and sometimes Kale Seliger is not as conservative as they would like to be, but they still vote for him because guess what conservative measure, quote-unquote conservative measure, Kale Seliger is not for, and that's vouchers. And that's, as the conversation went on, that's what she delineated for me was we don't want to use public tax dollars to underwrite private schools. It's not right, and we shouldn't be participants in that well they get that wrong down in austin about up here they well, they're they're just liberal no we're constitutionalists on education that's the problem but to the lubbock acumen to take money according to the source to take money from two but send back money of the one the one being mcmahon um it's I mean, I don't know how... how my is right, mother... Yeah, it kind of sounds like that. Uh, and it's fine. I mean, there are media outlets all over Lubbock right now, uh, as I understand it, who put everything through legal because they can't go with what they... they got to run all their regular gate info through legal because guess who's claimants? Who else didn't get paid? These these respective media groups ran commercials and I'm told checks bounced so in to the text earlier no it did not somebody follow me on Twitter no I, I don't know if it bounced or not um, what I have uh, I do have that audio coming up we've got the Lamisa mayor coming up we're gonna hold Braddock till Minana and want to get into more on Regent Gate, uh, the things that we've learned even in the last 24 hours and what went down in statewide newspapers over the weekend and why that matters. And I want to get into some deep dive on that. But to close out the segment, the 
acumen, the Lubbock acumen down in Austin, there is no acumen about this part of the world in Austin. It's just what they read and what they see from time to time. Because I'm telling you, I promise you, Jayton, Morton, Childress, Muleshoe, uh, Smire, uh, Lamisa, O'Donnell, it's all the same thing. And Lubbock included in that group. It's all the same thing and nobody cares. At the end of the day, in Austin. So you have to have people, and there have been a lot of... A lot of high-caliber people over the past week and two that have come forward, and good on them because it's gotten a lot of media traction. I mean, it went down to the Houston Chronicle so far as George McMahon's concerned. And if you aren't heard, then you got to make your voices heard, and nobody hollers like a West Texan. That is to be sure. Uh, so just you're going to take their their money but not his okay that's where we are that's all you need to know about that situation uh, let's keep on hollering rolling along right here on the other side of texas be back about 90 seconds all i know is you gotta keep trying gotta let them down and keep from the only sure thing is texas and and you love it makes a living worthwhile emily jones molded out of red clay and Baked in the West Texas sun to perfection is the other side of Texas with Jay Leeson. Oh, well, hell, little things you say and do make me want to be with you. Rain on, it's a crazy feeling, and I know it's got me feeling when you say I love you. Hey, welcome back in. As we roll along, the other side of Texas is sponsored by. The law firm of Mullen, Horde, and Brown LLP, with offices in Lubbock, Amarillo, and Dallas, employing creative legal solutions to address your business needs in the areas of commercial litigation, banking, financial restructuring, employment law, and estate planning. Thank those guys for being part of the program. Uh, again, we're going to have the mayor of uh, La Mesa coming up uh, this segment we're going to get into some Regent Gate and begin to look at some of the consequences that are going down and I do have some audio that I want to play from you apparently allegedly from Bart Rager from the source of our primary audio that has not been publicly disputed um, in which Bart Rager makes a claim, uh, alleged, excuse me, alleged Bart Rager makes a claim that people involved with the Rager Dykes Auto Group leadership, quote, um, lives lives like, live lives like no other, probably as good or better than anybody in the history of the world. So you got that to wait for in the next segment that's right the history of the world move over cleopatra pharaoh let your any car you want go <laughs> anybody ever napoleon what you got that coming up uh, but back into this regent gate thing where a lot of eyes across texas are beginning to whenever i say nobody cares well i I do think that people down in Austin are beginning to care. On that's that's not the right one, Daniel. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's the Monty Python music. Yeah. Okay. We are thinking about changing this to the Rolling Stones under the thumb. By the way, uh, your thoughts on that? 806-745-5800. So things come in threes, don't they? And when the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. And I'm trying to do my sin of a woman, Al Pacino. And the cradle has fallen here, gentlemen. So here's, here's the first drop. Bob Duncan out. You've effectively lost like a West Texas governor. Okay. And like I've said before, I like whenever there's big problems that descend on the hub city, I always like to quote the great John Monford and say Lubbock's a hard place to help. 
but in this instance, none of these regions live in Lubbock. So you can't put this one on Lubbock, the rural metropolis. Uh, here's step two. This headline, in, I'm just going to have to go back to the Dallas Morning News and write to defend us. That's what I'm going to have to do. Uh, have written there and, and plan on writing again, I guess, soon. Here's the headline. Texas does not need another dental school. This by Jackie Stanfield and Deborah <coughs> Sesnick is how I'll pronounce her last name. Now, both trained through the Texas A&M Health Sciences Center. Both of these ladies who put up this piece in the Dallas Morning News. And this is how it begins. The intensifying arms race between Texas universities seeking to establish new professional schools deserves further scrutiny. This is especially true of the campaign to put a fourth dental school in El Paso. That being Mr. El Paso, chairman of the Board of Regents Rick Francis's El Paso. The three existing dental schools in Texas already are supported by state funds. There's no question that the existing facilities could be improved, but further dividing state funding would likely jeopardize the school's enrollments or force efforts to right-size their campuses. Then there's this gym. Texas already has produced more dentists than the market can bear. Worse, the severe economies of dental education, among the most expensive of all professional educations, puts financially crushing pressure on too many Texas dentists striving to stay ahead of their loan debt. It's this line, though. Texas already has produced more dentists than the market can bear. So, folks in the public sector, through the Texas A&M Health Sciences Center, which already has almost a monopoly on dentistry training in Texas, all of a sudden want to talk about market dynamics, which is beyond the pale for me uh, I think that the numbers have come look I understand I've heard this argument plenty there's lots of arguments against a vet school and the primary one being millennials don't want to go out at 3 o'clock in the morning in a northerner and deliver a calf in late October they don't want to do that. They will not do that. So why are we putting up all this money for that? Okay, well, that sounds anecdotal, but it's the point on the table. So let's have the discussion. Now, on the other hand, you're in El Paso. I know people, you know people, who whenever they need big-time dental work done, what do they do? They go to old Mexico. That's where they go. And I don't know if you know this or not, but El Paso's right there by old Mexico and that's not to say that every man woman and child is going to go across the border but that might be what leads it might and this is just as anecdotal as the flack that gets thrown up against the vet school that might be part of the reason why there's not a lot of dentists out that way because they're all south of the border but this piece that ran Sunday there is look I always, in my pieces, whenever you go read them, I will be careful. To, I know the source in the respective clause that I make, and I say according to a source or sources. And I don't have a source in what I'm about to say, but I'm on the radio doing commentary. So I will say this. There is no coincidence that in a week in which Texas Tech is hemorrhaged and looked like a 3-7 and seven Southwest Conference team in the mid-80s, there is no coincidence that this piece ran statewide. And this is nothing on the Dallas Morning News. It's a fair point of view from their stance, so they run it. 
but it is to say don't think that there isn't some like we're still caught up in the fallout and there are three more steps to be taken here and and a&m is well at and maybe maybe texas tech regents who spent time in the chancellor's box at a&m over the past couple of years the, the, this thing there is already now we live in john sharp's world that's that's the bottom line and i say that to say this there is no uh, there's no coincidence that the correlation has lined up the way it has because this piece and i don't think they're the same authors don't hear me say that but the title of that piece was texas does not need another dental school well guess what john sharp wrote the chancellor of texas a&m wrote two days after i took to the dallas morning news to talk about how bob duncan was cleaning his clock through political policy and through process this was the title of that piece texas doesn't need another veterinarian school and i'll read a couple of lines from it for you Texas does not need another veterinarian school to train rural veterinarians. Texas needs to find a way for more veterinarians to make a living. In a column on Wednesday, Jay Leeson, a radio talk show host, really appreciate... Hey, you guys know that I can see the analytics, right? And that I have people who can show me that. You're listening. Thank you for listening. You're part of the growth of this program at this point. Jay Leeson, a talk radio show host and columnist in Lubbock, perpetuated a false narrative. Cherry picking. I'm a cherry picker. According to John Sharp. John Sharp. Cherry picking facts to champion the idea taxpayers should pay for a Texas Tech University veterinarian school. Um, he goes on to make the same arguments that these two ladies made which is essentially the costs are so high for these graduates they're just so high and we could do more with our existing facilities if these other schools would just back off if these other schools would stop demanding their share how dare they they need to know their place they're a three and seven southwest conference team don't come at us but that's the so duncan the first step things come in threes then you got an all-out war rick francis i hope you're happy with yourself uh because all this stuff with i don't uh borderplex just google borderplex that's already out there francis um and the development there in downtown el paso uh hey you you sow the wind you reap the whirlwind and now you got this dental school coming home to bear and then you know i don't know what the third is i i, I mean it, given the course of events and how this is all just otherworldly at this point uh maybe in the end bob duncan winds up being a&m's chief lobbyist hey that that would really show us in the end I, I don't think that would be true. I've got good reason to believe that not to be true. But, hey, anything's possibility now. From here, it's possible, Regents. Um, I'm also a little bit, and maybe I'll save this for later, people who were Bob Duncan's, and I'm glad that they're on board now, but who, whenever Duncan was in the Senate, you know, he was like the poster boy for Rhino, and now writing pieces and putting things out that Duncan's like this, uh, this martyr to be, to be venerated all of a sudden, you know, putting up lapel pins, which those lapel pins I saw, I mean, okay, let's do it. But first of all, where were you 10 years ago on Duncan? And secondly, is that even, doesn't that breach copyright? Did you get permission through the university to get those done? Uh, I kind of doubt it. Uh, got some got some audio to get into whenever we come back stick right with us here rolling along on the other side of texas we'll be back in just a moment Hey, welcome back in. So good to be with you. Don't 
just do this to do it. I I love being with you each day, and I appreciate all of you guys who are listening. It, it really is just kind of living the dream, and uh, it pays. It pays with my line on radio is that it pays in fun and relationships, and I'm glad I've gotten to know so many of you and that you take time out of your busy day uh, to join us here. This segment brought to you by Title One. Lubbock's Digital Real Estate and Title Escrow Company. Title One is committed to providing you with the highest level of communication and service from the time the contract opens until it closes. See how Title One can serve your realty, consumer, and lending needs at TitleOne.com. We've got Lamisa Mayer, Josh Stevens coming up in about six minutes from now. It'd be about four and a half minutes if you're listening to the podcast. I, um, which you can, by the way. Uh, subscribe to leave us a rating maybe some comments there at uh there at apple just go to the podcast app on your phone download it it's free take one of your co-workers phones subscribe them as well so what i want to do here is play for you again this is not to be gratuitous i think that it provides you with some it just provides you with some insight into a company that you're going to hear much about beginning this week. I think that bankruptcy schedules will come out a day that a lot of banks in Lubbock are not looking forward to, a couple in particular, and I won't I won't go in further on that because I'm not absolutely certain of what is going to be put up on those schedules. And what they have to lose, but this is the culture, and I'll just play you a snippet here. This is allegedly Bart Rager. I have to say allegedly because I've not gotten anybody to validate the authenticity like I did the last time, but it is from the same source that previous audio on this program from which it's come, uh, audio that has become famous in Lubbock in West Texas. What do you got? Yeah, that audio. Uh, here's here's a new take for you, right here. Play you about uh, uh, just a little bit. This allegedly Bart Rager in a sales meeting talking to folks, appealing that they should know his know their names like his name is known. I don't know when this happened. It sounds like a couple, maybe a year ago or so. I have no idea. Want to be great. You know, we have a great life in the Raider Knights Arger. You know, we are probably, I mean, the opportunity that we provide to people in the Raider Knights Arger is like no other. And the life that we live in the Raider Knights Arger, that I live and the leaders of the Raider Knights Arger live, are like no other. I mean, probably as good or better than anybody in the history of the world. I mean, we make a lot of money. I mean, we live in a town that's not very expensive, town that aren't very expensive to live in. I mean, we got jets, I mean, we got Rolexes, I mean, we got million dollar houses, and I mean, we got, you know, good looking wives, I mean, we got a lot of good I mean, and we have freedom, you know, I mean, it's nice to not have to get up right now, I mean, maybe at some point I may have to get up and fly to Europe and back in Europe, you know, I mean, I don't like doing that shit, that's a lot of time on the get the gist of it pretty remarkable um you know move over king tut king george you're out too and uh you know the finest lies uh, i understand there's motivation and then there's like what is happening here and it's the the latter that you ask whenever you get into the meat of some of this audio in the same set of audio and we may just bring you a big block later this week, but I think it's pertinent to what's happening. Uh, Bart Rager, allegedly, Bart Rager, discusses 
bankruptcy and goes through instances of people who've gone bankrupt and how you know their name. And then uh, he doesn't know his employees' names and he wants to know why. And that's no small matter. Whenever you get into the bankruptcy thing, that may sound funny in a general sales meeting, but whenever you begin to reel with the loss of that and you have to have people in, very, I've had congressmen, former mayors, mayor talk about this because people asking questions and it becomes very serious. And I think that you're going to get a sense of that coming up here with the Lamisa mayor. Stay right where you are, uh, right here on the other side of Texas. We will get in with the Lamisa mayor, Josh Stevens, right here on AM 580. Stay Howdy, Jay. West Texas Leeson here. I'm going to tell you about my friends at Flint Boot and Hat. They've been building hats since 1994 and repairing boots, I guess, since forever. My dog chewed up my ostrich boots. Jared and his guys replaced the heel, made them look new again, put new pulls on, and at a super affordable price, they've resold my boots, and they build great hats. Love these guys. Go check them out. 3035 34 Street or Flint Hat Shop at Flint and 34th Street. See more at FlintHat.com. That is Trouble Knows My Name, Randy Rogers Band. That's uh, that's the song that goes off to my alarm every morning. You know me, J. West Texas Lease, and we're going to stir it up a little bit. Uh, listen, uh, this segment brought to you by Lubbock File Room, providing safe and secure document storage and shredding services to Lubbock and the surrounding area since 1992. Go check these guys out for a free and hassle. This is when the techs always pour in. They do good work, man. They are really good. I've used them, and I'll continue to use them. Don't go put all your all your junk mail on the barbecue in the backyard. That's just going to make the neighbors call the fire department these guys are gonna have to get up and go out and don't do all that man just send it to lubbock file room 806-744-7666 lubbockfileroom.com 806-744-7666 lots of intrigue with what's going on in the aftermath of Gate in communities that are having to deal with issues going further, primary employers um, in a couple of communities, and that's why we wanted to get the mayor of La Mesa, Josh Stevens, on to the show. Uh, mayor Stevens, thank you for coming yes, on. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, glad to have you. And. Um, I just want to begin. How long have you been in office now? I am, uh, this will be my 10th year of office. Uh, for, I'm on my third year of mayorship, but I've served for uh, a total of 10 years in city government. Okay. Uh, there in La Mesa? Then La Mesa, yes. Yeah. Uh, so give me, give listeners who, and we have people listen across, this, uh, across the state and beyond, especially as whenever we get into the podcast, Mayor. I'm going to put you on the hot spot. Three adjectives to describe La Mesa. Three adjectives. I would say uh, right now, uh, booming, exciting, and uh, a big future. Okay. Uh, tell me, when did you find out about uh, Rager Dykes filing bankruptcy? I was actually on uh, in Florida. Uh, with my daughter's uh, doctor visit, but uh, I'd gotten a call that this was coming down the the pipe, and uh, we were scrambling to try to find out all the information we could if the story was true or not. And then was we, this uh, after the filing, or did else. you get a heads up before? Uh, no, sir. This was after the filing. We yeah. we had heard the rumors it was going happening that morning, and then we we were confirmed that afternoon with everyone else. Yeah. So uh, in La Mesa. Rager Dykes, is it right? Would you disagree with me characterizing Rager Dykes as being maybe a top three private employer there in the community? 
Well, without a doubt, uh, without a doubt, they would uh, definitely uh, top three. Um, uh, we have some uh, rather large companies in the community, uh, but they are without a doubt top three. Yeah, and so what? Lamisa's coming right at nine thousand, ten thousand people, right? Correct. So it could be a significant part. Do you know about how many people were employed there? There were roughly 70 employees uh, at the La Mesa location. Okay. So what, what are, where do things stand now? We can read the papers or we can talk to the mayor. Uh, the papers may well be correct, but the that location, is it completely closed down now in La Mesa? I believe as of uh, last week, um, it uh, closed its doors. Um, I, I think that's correct. I was told uh, Thursday afternoon that Friday morning at 10 a.m. was uh, there would be no one else uh, available. So no one there at all? Yes, sir. Oh, what, what's the lot look like now? Are there still cars out? Oh, yes, sir. No, the, it, uh, if you were to drive by, you would. Uh, it would look like a normal uh, dealership, uh, just day-to-day dealership there with plenty of cars and vehicles around. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what kind of questions are you getting from the community right now? Well, I think the biggest question is uh, how much will this affect us? Is it, uh, how badly uh, does this hurt the city? And uh, without a doubt, it's, it's going to be a, a large blow to the city. Um, we've, we are still trying to gather numbers and, and trying to learn as much as we can on uh, where they stood before the filings, uh, what what uh, taxes were paid, what taxes were not paid, uh, you know. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think we'll have all of our answers until the bankruptcy filing uh, case is done. Um, just like everyone else, we're kind of left in limbo and no information at all until uh, it all kind of comes out. You know what you're down in taxes, what you're owed? I don't have any specific numbers. I do know that their July inventory tax was, ha- uh, uh, well, probably a third of what it was the month before, uh, and um, that that payment is pending. Okay. All right. Uh, this is the mayor of La Mesa, Texas, a big Rager Dykes Auto Group um, location that as of last Friday, Mayor, at 10 a.m.? Is that I right? I believe so. That was... That was a story I was told. I, I yeah. can't confirm confirm it completely, but that was um, just dealing with, uh, knowing that there was a few customers coming in and out of the service. Uh, they were doing inspections and oil changes uh, last week, and yeah. uh, they were told that it was going to be uh, closed on Friday. Now, Mayor, let me ask you this, and I know that this must be very difficult for you because there are two threads at play. One is the fallout, but... The other, and this is not uncommon, this is, I mean, people in Floyd Ada, Lubbock, everywhere, for the time being, and whether it was their money or not, I, I don't know at this point, but they were great corporate citizens, is how a lot of people would describe the Rager Dykes Auto Group to be within, you know, Little Leagues or a whole lot of different uh, donations going out in the community that must be difficult for you mayor to say you know i've got to deal with these problems but at the same time i have an affinity but or uh, some respect to whatever degree i don't want to speak for you but i'm just assuming that this is a quandary for you because they must have been if if the track record is the same in lamisa as it was in lubbock great corporate citizens but now you've got to deal with the fallout of a bankruptcy Absolutely, and I would uh, agree with those sentiments ex- uh, exactly. They they were unbelievable uh, community partners w- with the uh, city of La Mesa. They were heavily involved in almost every facet, every civic com- uh, group within the city. Um, I serve on the, the Boys and Girls Club and our Rotary Club, and they were uh, huge partners in our uh, Christmas Gala fundraiser for our scholarship program that we uh, provide for the students graduating seniors out of La Mesa. Uh, and the Boys and Girls Club, they were a, a platinum sponsor that uh, was just about had a finger or a touch on just about every facet what, of our Boys and Girls Club in La Mesa. What is the threshold for platinum? What kind of donor is that? 
I, I believe it was uh, a, a, a yearly $5,000 donation, donation. Okay, all right. So here's what I want to ask you, Mayor, and this is what I've heard from a lot of people, is that these employees are currently on leave. Now, 70 people on leave in La Mesa presents a problem. I'm sure some of them have found other work, but they don't have a status whenever they go to file for unemployment because they were not terminated with cause. And that's a big problem with the Texas Workforce Commission is I'm told, and look, nobody's run the FOIA. I don't have enough hours in the day to know what payroll taxes they paid to understand how many employees. But based upon their word on previous news stories, 700 people. So a tenth of that workforce in La Mesa. Have you heard from folks who are saying, I tried to file for unemployment, but I can't get any? Actually, yes. I've I've heard that story, and it's sad. You know, my my heart and prayers go out to all those employees that lost their jobs, not only in La Mesa, but everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you're exactly right. They're, they're in a big quandary as well as we, the city, you know, cities involved. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't imagine what they're thinking. You know, when you're you're working one day and you're actually uh, just blowing the roof off of car sales, uh, and then turn around and your employer's filing for bankruptcy. I think that's a a huge kick in the pants that no one's ready to swallow uh, in such a short notice. But uh, so, there, what guidance there are... do you do you provide with these Lamisa citizens who uh, who you're charged to oversee and help? Uh, and help represent them. What what kind of advice do you give them? Uh, I don't know if, if uh, these are good people uh, and, and intelligent people, and I don't know if uh, my advice would lead them in the right direction. My, my, the best effort that we can do for them uh, and have done for them is to point them and uh, support them in, in uh, finding new opportunities in La Mesa because we want to keep those citizens in La Mesa. You know, we're at 10,000 people and, and in a booming economy, we want to keep yep. and gain as many citizens as we can. Um, I think the uh, where when I said uh, describe Lamisa as booming, I was not kidding. We have several uh, large companies in Lamisa that are, are moving in and building construction. We have a uh, $150 million frac uh, sand mining corporation uh, building just northwest of the city, northeast of the city. Uh, we have two solar plants. One that has finishing completion in the next week or so, and another one that's about to begin. Uh, and these are good-paying jobs. And uh, uh, I think the, the best news that I've heard throughout all this is that uh, no matter what, there are two new dealerships uh, standing in the wings and waiting uh, to take over that dealership once the, the air clears and they have the opportunity uh, to step in so, and purchase the dealership. So somebody could take over the dealership here with Mayor josh stevens and lamisa that's right uh well you know they can until the the bankruptcy filing yeah. uh, cases are finished but you think but, somebody's uh, going to come back at those locations uh i have been told that there are two uh, well-standing dealerships uh that are waiting to uh jump at the opportunity Look at to take that. advantage of the well, dealership hit it daniel we got some breaking news here with the mayor <laughs> that you know it's not all going to be gone now certainly unless unless there are two big metroplex dealerships i don't know that they would employ 70 but you would certainly be able to recoup some sort of losses there no absolutely and, and you know i don't think we'll <clears throat> i don't think we'll see it uh, as large as it was and of course you know i think we know now that it may not have been you know not everything was as truthful as it could have been but uh in what regard you know, well just with the you know the the fact that the business was not as stout as it seemed to be not uh, as stout but okay oh but okay. We could, that the with, sales but, may not have been the sales that were being presented via the well, ford credit motor, yeah just reading you know ford from the tea leaves from the newspapers yeah. and reports i no. think that i think that they're uh i think that all the communities will see a dealer move back into their uh their communities in in time yeah. Uh, La Mesa is a huge, uh, sits at the center of uh, six major highways, and and uh, anyone would be in the dealership uh, arena would be grateful to have an opportunity to, to put their name on a 
on a dealership here in, in La Mesa and Dawson County. Yeah. So, uh, Mayor, one other question I have. I have a couple more, and we'll let you okay. go. I know you got a busy evening ahead, but I uh, I first reached out to some folks there in La Mesa. This was a couple, three weeks ago, because, and let me make a shameless plug, whether it's Regent Gate or Rager Gate, guys, I follow up on this stuff. A couple of you emailed listeners of the program emailed me about a deal that was made with uh, the economic development folks in La Mesa wanted me to follow up and Mayor you and I have talked about this offline but there was uh, a deal just to put this to rest and it's a good time to do this with you here sure. there was a deal that was made that I believe the city of La Mesa and correct me if I'm wrong put forward $250,000 to pave Rager Dykes Auto Group lots if they employed a certain amount of people that made sense for revenues on the economic development side and that carried over here's the way I understand it a certain amount of employees you retain a certain amount of employees over the course of five years first year 20% of that 250 would be taken off the second year, another 20. It carried over five years, and Rager Dykes fulfilled their end of the deal. Like, po- when when the bankruptcy came, that deal was done. Uh, that deal was done uh, years ago, yes, sir, but that is absolutely correct. They, uh, uh, and not like any other, uh, I mean, I know that other economic development committees offer those programs to, to uh, help out a dealership. This was in their early stages of of uh, opening Rager Dykes here in La Mesa. Uh, they took over an, an older existing dealership and building and were wanting to expand uh, due to the, the amount of sales that they were co- having and uh, asked us for assistance, and we were more than happy to help. Yeah. But they were that, that contract was fulfilled in its full, in its entirety, uh, well before this ever happened. Well before August 1. Okay. Yes, sir. So, uh, Lamisa Mayor Josh Stevens, as we get off with you, what is, people in Lamisa, I know they listen to this program. Uh, what is your, what's your word to them? What's your word to people who are observing Lamisa, a town of two, uh, ten thousand, that has lost seventy, seventy employees, and I would think in pretty good paying jobs, uh, like, you know. Average household income in Lubbock is forty-four thousand, somewhere in there. Uh, your folks uh, there, those seventy, I would think we're making that or more. What What's your word as the leader of that community going forward in the road forward? Uh, perseverance. I think that uh, if we just stand with us and uh, uh, we'll persevere through this uh, through this event, um, we've. Uh, the city of La Mesa has faced adversity before. Uh, Walmart left us two years ago, and uh, I think everyone in West Texas wrote the city off. Uh, quite the opposite has happened, and our, our sales tax revenues are through the roof. Uh, we've had more several new restaurants and new businesses move into town with Walmart's departure. Um, we are lacking a general uh, a general goods supplier, um, uh, but uh, I think the... Uh, the future of La Mesa is very bright, and I think if you'll just uh, everybody can just persevere through this, and we'll we'll get to the end of this together. Uh, we'll, I think we'll be better off, and uh, look forward to having a new opportunity with a new dealership in the future. Yeah. Well, Mayor Josh Stevens, I appreciate you coming on. We try on this program to be a voice for and from other sides of Texas, and I know that there are a lot of people who are thinking, my goodness, what's going on in La Mesa and these other locations, and I really appreciate you. I know it's not an easy position because you're you're proud, what, the Golden Tours, right? Absolutely. Yeah, the goal, I mean, you've got the pride of your community, you're the face of your community right now, and I've asked you some difficult questions and put you in a spot, but we want to give you the opportunity to come on and to talk about what what has been uh, the, if I could say it this way, the punch that's been given and what Lamise is going to do going forward. And I think that you've done a good job of laying that out. I appreciate you coming on. Well, I thank you very much, and uh, Lamise is going to be just fine, and uh, we're we're going to get through this as will the other communities, and I wish. Uh, nothing but the best of luck to the employees that are out there still looking for a job uh, and uh, the other communities that are involved in this as well. 
There he is, Mayor Josh Stevens. Thank you, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All Enjoy right. it. There he is. Uh, we're going to get in uh, tomorrow. Uh, again, this podcast you can find on on Apple. If you're listening after the fact up there on SoundCloud.com, just search Other Side of Texas on both formats. Uh, tomorrow, we've got Representative Lyle Larson coming on the program. He's a state representative. Guess what he did? He put up a bill in the last session that said uh, you can only give so much if you're going to be a regent or any any appointed official by the governor. And for that, Lyle Larson was given a primary opponent that was funded in part by the governor, Lyle Larson, not holding back there out of San Antonio, going to come on and help you connect some dots. Again, what I led the program with, listen, there are going to be FOIAs that are put out from this program tomorrow, and there's going to be much bigger news. But for now, with regards to that previous conversation, this is what we know uh, from a very reliable source, that the, the governor came in and uh, the governor was given a check by George McMahon. George McMahon, a well-respected Lubbock developer, was critical of the mayor, and uh, excuse me, of the governor, and uh, said that he wanted to, uh, that he thought it was pay-for-play to get on the board of regents. And I don't think George McMahon's wrong. And regular people, common people, know that George McMahon was right. The governor got offended by the same reason, I believe, that Lyle Larson, he was offended at Lyle Larson, as well as Sarah Davis, uh, down in West University Place. You can just look her up. She had a primary opponent, too. And based on all accounts, because they put up this pay-to-play measure in the Texas House, which passed, and Lyle Larson will be on tomorrow to talk to us a little bit more i think you're going to hear some braddock audio we we're going to play extended alleged rager audio later on this week also have sam gwynn coming up ross ramsey coming up we got a lot of great guests coming up uh, over the course of the week and i appreciate you making this program a part of your daily with all the things that you have going on but we bring you the news views and issues that matter from the other side of texas so with that i gotta get home gotta get home got a great family above average dinner waiting for me check out more other side of texas.com facebook other side of texas at ostx show on twitter and we'll be right back with you about 24 hours from now right here we're bringing it all we have fun and we bring you the news that matters appreciate you tuning in talk to you in the